This is the NFL show to be named later. Foosball and whatever you call it with them gargantuans. Starring T.J. Weber, Zach Zook, and Big Webb. Brought to you by Bruise on the Balcony. Welcome in everybody to week number 12 of the NFL here on the Pro Football Show to be named later. TJ Weber back with you for another great week of NFL action. We got uh, Zach Zook on the phone. Again, it's Thanksgiving. Everybody's out and about. And uh, the one and only Zach Zook's on the road right now. I believe he's in the uh, Bloomington area, Bloomington, Illinois. Zach, how are you, sir? I'm not bad, not bad. Get, getting out of town for the holiday. Going to go see some family. Always good. Whenever you get up to Michigan uh, around Thanksgiving and Christmas, the the brisk air, especially Michigan Ohio State week, it's it's always a good time. Absolutely. Now Thanksgiving, I mean, are you go you go double double platter to turkey? Do you go extra potatoes? Do you go cranberries? What's your call there? I mean, do you stay away from anything? So, so, so I don't know how you feel about this. If you're a big Thanksgiving guy, and I am, we we typically do it up in Peoria pretty good. But as and I'll and I eat it all and I there don't complain. Yeah. But I am not the biggest turkey guy in the world. I'd say I eat turkey basically one day a year and it's pretty much Thanksgiving. Really? Other than that, I'm like, you know, more of a red meat guy or chicken or mm. fish, you know, but I don't I don't eat turkey a whole lot. Really? So huh. this is my this is typically the one day of the year I, 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 I eat a lot of turkey and I'll get the gravy going, you gotta have the bread and yeah, it, it's pretty good. We get, we do a casserole that's pretty pretty good up there. Oh, so there go. I stay away from kind of uh, yeah the cranberry stuff. But mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's all it, it's not bad. It's all it's all good stuff. I'm just more of I guess in in terms of the holiday food. I'm more of a Christmas guy. Gotcha. So you're the the honey ham. You know uh, I don't know what else they even serve on Christmas. That's what I have at my mom's house all the time. Uh, yeah, ham-ish, we, we yeah. do. Hey, we we do ham for we did ham for a while. We have actually kind of changed like the last two or three years to so the whole roast beef action. Oh, we just let that sit in the crock pot for a while. That's a nice and, play. Oh, that is, that right. is tasty. Well, so, yeah, I know that's probably a controversial controversial answer there. But I'm not the biggest turkey guy in the world. Damn, I, I like that roast beef. That's not a bad play. That's uh, that's something that you pull out of uh, out of your, out of your pocket there because a lot of people oh, yeah. don't want to cook that much for it's more of a, a Thanksgiving's a cooking holiday and Christmas is too, but it's kind of like, yeah, throw out meat, people eat it. But uh, you guys go <laughs> yeah. full on. That's that's nice. So again, if you guys uh, don't have any plans for Christmas, go over to the Zook house and uh, yeah, get yeah. yourself some some roast beef. Oh my god. Yeah, co- come come kick it with us. We we my mom makes the uh gravy too from the uh I what do you call it the stock of the roast beef or whatever mm-hmm. the uh, the extra stuff that burns off and mm. it is it is it, oh you can't beat it. I don't even want to wait till tomorrow, man. I want to start eating now. Holy <laughs> shit, that sounds pretty good. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. I'm already I'm a, I'm already <laughs> I'm like full bore into the Christmas season. Like I can't wait to go watch that Grinch movie. It's gonna be it's uh, gonna be a good good month coming up. Christmas is gonna be good, but uh, I tell you what, I know the wife especially can't stand the fact that I already want to put the Christmas tree up two days before Thanksgiving's over. But the thing is, if we're going to put it two days later up, why not put it up now? It's already sitting in a box in the living <laughs> right. room, so why not just put it up? But, uh, you know, what it is what it is. So, uh, everybody, again, happy Thanksgiving out there. Enjoy your Thanksgiving with your family. We appreciate you listening. If you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, uh, getting set for a lot of the games, you obviously, if you're listening to this late, you will uh, not be hearing our picks for Thursday's games, but uh, hopefully we can uh, pick them right for you. Before we get there, though, 
We're going to give you uh, last week's standings. So I'm still on top, 82. Zach's at 78. Big Web's at 75. Bad week last week. I mean, bad week. Horrible. Terrible. No good. Very bad. Three for me, four for Big Web, five for Zach. Zach, you lead the panel with five. Your thoughts on uh, last week. My God. Yeah, it was ugly. Uh, five is not five is not good, and that was that was obviously one of the better ones. the The spreads were not kind to us, and I think the mm-hmm. weirdest part about last week is I left the show when we recorded it feeling pretty good. I was like, you know what, this is I think it's going to be a good week for me. And mm-hmm. Boy, the upsets rained down on us. Oh yes, and and this is one of the toughest weeks to pick of the entire season. I mean, you go back and forth. Uh, it was it was pretty rough just because there, like you said, so many underdogs coming back late, covering late. The Steelers, though, the favorites, were down and being shut out by the Jaguars, and then the Jags do their normal thing, and uh, the Steelers come back and win by four, but they did not cover. So it, right. it was kind of a back-and-forth type thing. A lot of close games, too. I mean, Broncos Chargers 23-22, Raiders beat the Cardinals oh. by two, Ravens beat the Bengals by three, Steelers-Jags four-point game, two-point game for Redskins-Texans, three-point game Bucks-Giants, one-point game Lions-Panthers, three points. You get you get the deal. There was like yeah. literally 75% yeah. of the games within three points. And I think the other thing, too, is as we figure these teams out, so does Vegas, and they set these lines, and they're, they're starting to figure it out, and it's getting a lot harder. So when these games are competitive, you're coming right down to the wire with the cover. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is Vegas, even with these upset picks, they somehow sniff out the, the main ones. I mean, that is the most impressive thing is they sniff out the main ones because they see how teams play on the road and they see the divisional games, the rivalry games, the trap game situation, whatever the case may be. And uh, it was just, it all came down in the last week. But it's funny because in the pick four pool I'm in, as I mentioned, you know, with how close these games were, I had a win with Indy. That was a, a just slam dunk pick. It, obviously, they killed yeah. them. They absolutely just ran over the Titans, thirty-eight to ten. But other than that, I I still lost three games. But if you look at my record, one and three, it says, "Oh, TJ doesn't know how to pick." That's not the case. I was in all three of those games with the last minute <laughs> intact. That's how close those games were. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. No, it was that Colts game. Actually, that had me feeling pretty good about myself because me and you picked that one on the head. And I felt like that was one of the more borderline games where a lot of people were going to be split 50-50. And you're right, the Colts ran over them. But, yeah, ton of ton of last-minute covers and last-minute not covers, a couple field goals that could have gone either way. And I guess that's just the way she goes. Yeah, you just it kind of makes you want to puke, honestly, the, a week like that. It just <laughs> uh, makes you kind of say, man, is this really what I want to do with my Sundays is watch this crap all the time? But uh, it, was, it was good quality football. It just happened to not go – the majority of people's way, and uh, honestly, Vegas probably enjoyed the upsets because I'm sure they made a lot of money last week with people losing on the favorites. And real quick before we mention going into this week and, and talk about our locks last week, Zach, that Monday night football game, I mean, is that the best regular oh. season football game ever? Yeah, I, Jordan was kind of watching with me. She does this thing where she'll let me watch whatever football I want, but she, the deal is like I, I'm not going to sit force her to sit there and watch it, so mm-hmm. she'll be on her computer or doing whatever, doing kind of her own thing. And I even said, like, it got to about 10 minutes to go. I was like, hey, you might want to start watching this. This is, <laughs> this is history. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was unbelievable. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of game that everybody's kind of joking, said, oh, it could be 50-something to 50-something, and, and kind of like joking, but it straight up was. I mean, it was 
one of those games where you now, I, I almost changed my mind, where I go back and forth between whether I want to see the Rams or the Saints in the Super Bowl, and I go back and forth whether I want to see the Pats or the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think that just answered it for me. I think I definitely want to see the Chiefs. I still think I want, I want to see New Orleans, though. I would want to see New Orleans, Kansas City. I think that I too. is my ideal pick right now. Yeah, I do too. That's that's what I want to see happen. I I at least want to see those four teams kind of in the final. Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing Brady lose to like the Steelers in the first round. No, that would be fun uh, too. Yeah. Well, because I think the Steelers uh, have obviously more. I think they're a little bit more fun to watch than the Pats. Although the Pats are they're exceptionally great, yes. and they have proven that over the years. But I would love to see a Steelers Chiefs AFC Championship game. That would absolutely rock. And can you imagine New Orleans, New Orleans, Kansas City, both high-powered offenses, both not great huh. defenses? I mean, you're talking just the NFL yeah, would love that. They field. would salivate over that. So would Fox. I mean, it, it would be a huge, yeah. huge record-breaker, I think, in views for Super Bowl, I bet. Oh, yeah. Where's the Super Bowl held at this year? I should know this. I don't know. Isn't it Los Angeles? Is the, uh, I thought it was Los Angeles or something. Nah, that doesn't make sense, though, but I swear it's. I'm said, wondering if it's played in a dome. I want to see it played in a dome. I think I'm. Oh, I think it's in Atlanta. I think it's in Atlanta. That No, it's definitely Atlanta. Um, I okay. for, some, for some reason, I sat there and I thought I saw, maybe it was the wrong game. And I, I think that's why I checked later. I thought I saw that it said, yeah, I'm, we're going to go ahead and have the Super Bowl in. in LA. I thought it was the Chargers game. They had like a home of the Super Bowl, whatever. But maybe it was a different Super Bowl. Maybe it wasn't like this one. It's like a couple years down the road when the new stadium's built. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's you're right, actually, because I saw that same thing. It's when the that new expensive-ass stadium opens. Yeah, but th- to me, that makes no sense. I don't even know why I thought that was this year, because they, they, who were they play? I mean, they, the they play in the freaking Coliseum, really? Like, So that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. So no, yeah, absolutely not Los Angeles, but it is in Atlanta, February 3rd, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, brand new. I mean, that's going to be great. That's going to be really cool. Uh, so, Zach, last week, uh, a tough day for you as uh, I think it's you, you got the T.J. Weber curse. You know, I'm four and six <laughs> on locks. I don't want to talk about it. It's uh, basically I'm, I'm going to start calling them my unlocks, which means if I pick them, you should pick the opposite and you'll probably hit. Uh, but, Zach, <laughs> you and me both take Carolina. You lose, I think, he had six straight, five or six straight, if I'm not mistaken, uh. locks in a row. You go down for the first time in a while uh, with Carolina minus three and a half, lost to the Lions straight up. By the way, how pissed were you whenever the Panthers went for two last week instead so of trying to go for the well, win? Because, well, because, well, at least from a betting standpoint, they had no shot. Like, we no were shot. losing no matter what. 100%. So, 100%. Yeah, if they, if they tie it up and go to OT, which, now, of course, I was watching this with a horse in the race, so maybe I'm a little biased, but I typically try not to think about all that when I'm actually watching the game. Mm-hmm. And I thought just from a standpoint, from a football standpoint, I thought that was a weird move because Carolina is a better football team. Like just count your lucky stars that you were able to get it to this point and take it to OT and win the damn thing. Exactly. You know, you're going to get a possession as long as you keep the lines out of the end zone. I think that, that we, we do play in this copycat league. And this was one of the more obvious examples of, like it's fine to be aggressive, and I thought that in Doug Peterson's instance in the Super Bowl, as I think what started this, I thought that he was right in doing that because to beat the Patriots and Tom Brady on such a big stage uh, in a game of that caliber, you have to be a little bit crazy. You have to do play the game a certain way, or you're just not going to win. Right. But 
you don't need to apply that to the the Lions, you know? Like in week, I, I in week eleven too, that. and that tells me that Ron Rivera does not trust his defense. That that's what that told me is that yeah, he said screw absolutely. you. And I mean, I, I guess he thought Cam was going to have a better opportunity to run the ball in. I think that's his original play, but Cam sat back in the pocket, didn't even take a step forward. I mean, he was looking for McCaffrey the whole time, stared him down, and then threw to another receiver last minute, but it was a terrible play. And it, to oh my me, God, it doesn't he make had any sense. all day back there, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This didn't make sense to me, but uh, it is what it is, so we both lose our lock. I'm four and six. Don't want to talk about it. Zach's eight and three. Big Web now. That was tough. It was tough. The Big Web, though, has been hidden. He's now tied with Zach for the top uh, in locks of the week at eight and three, he took New Orleans minus four and a half, and again they rolled. God, how good is New Orleans? I mean, they are just yeah, another wow. level, man. It's it's scary. It's really scary. Well, we we can talk about this when we get to the Saints game. Actually, I did uh, the New Orleans Eagles game for Pro Football Focus, and let me tell you, oh, the Saints are really good. Yeah, so many weapons. I mean, they just. They, they can pick and choose what they want to do. A new receiver just kind of pops up out of nowhere. It was, what, Traquan Smith? Is that his first name? Uh, yeah, Traquan Smith. It's the rookie out of UCF. Yeah, 10 receptions or whatever last week. I mean, like, I had Michael Jeez. Thomas. He, sc- he still scored 19, but he wasn't even close to Smith. And then, obviously, uh, Mark Ingram did his thing. I mean, him coming back, I thought it was going to mess things up because, you know, with Alvin Kamara just doing so well the first four games when, when Ingram was out, I said, why bring him back? And, and just do a one running back situation? No. Ingram's the real deal, too. I mean, that's, that's how damn good they are. And Drew Brees yeah. looks like he's the ageless wonder. I mean, I, I've said that about Tom Brady. I, t- Drew Brees has also gotten that for me. I mean, he's amazing. Very, very good. Yeah, he, he I, I really hope he wins the MVP this year. Oh, MVP Super Bowl for him, I would be all for that. I'm, I'm rooting for the Saints. I think I will root for the Saints um, this Yeah, season. me too. I think a lot of people are, are on that boat, too. Uh, so, Dad, anyway, gets that pick. He's 8-3. and three. And that's our locks of the week. Last week, Big Web's best four plays of the week. Another good 500 week, two and two. Uh, he's 25 and 19 overall against the spread. So make sure you listen for these last few weeks to get uh, your big time, hopefully, hits here as Big Web's been consistent all season long. Uh, again, last week, Laura Weber getting the win. My wife getting the win in the overall pick em, only with seven. That's how tough this week was. She wins with seven wow. picks. So pretty tough. And Second then, time, I believe, your wife has swept the pool. She has, and it's funny because she's at the top of the rankings. However, she missed a full week. I mean, that's how bad some of us are. <laughs> it's just like she's Jeez. right there, in the, and she's in the rearview mirror. So it's uh, she's getting close. She continues to pick football games pretty well and uh, doesn't even need a full week. She got cocky and said, you know what? I won't even pick this week, and I'll still beat you guys. And so that's what she did. That's exactly what she's doing. Uh, so, again, your thoughts are always welcome. You can let us know your thoughts on Week 11, the matchups last week, the Monday night showdown between the Rams and Kansas City by calling in on our voicemail inbox number at 314-877-8597. That's 314-877-8597. Or you can always tweet us at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. You can always get in touch with us that way. We are a partnership with Bruce on the Balcony podcast, which airs every Tuesday and Friday on the podcast feed with Nick, Yale, and myself. Uh, we also want to give a quick shout-out, too, to one of our big-time sponsors, Thrive Fantasy. Zach, I know we haven't mentioned Thrive Fantasy on this show yet, but I know a lot of people that listen to this are the NFL fans, the Daily Fantasy fans. This is a brand-new website that came out this this year. It is awesome because it's like Daily Fantasy, but instead of picking players to perform well, you pick either for or against players to cover a prop bet. So, for instance, Derek Carr one day, 
could be over or under one and a half interceptions. You go, oh, well, the Raiders are awful. So you just pump that over. <laughs> so you pick a certain amount of prop bets. The more prop bets you hit, the more points you score. The more points you score, the more money you make. And that is always good for you. And by the way, if you use our link, which you can find it on social media, on our social media pages, or if you need a direct link, you can email me, uh, bruceonthebalcony at gmail.com or tjweber242 at gmail.com. Guess what? If you use use our link, you can go ahead and deposit $10, and guess what? If you lose that 10 you get 10 automatically back. It's a brand new match for $10, up to $10 for the first time you sign up. So make sure when you do sign up and you deposit your $10 to get the free 10 you had to sign up through our link. Find that at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter. So uh, that's Thrive Fantasy. Check it out, too. We also have our links on our website, bruiseonthebalcony.com. Zach, final thoughts on Week 11 before we get into the Week 12 matchups. Well, I'm obviously happy that that week is over. Uh, I love me a good prop bet, so definitely go head on to check out our guys at Thrive Fantasy. Uh, it's free ten bucks. They're gonna match you ten bucks. Yeah, so might, you'd be stupid might as well. not to, right? Might as well. Yeah. Why, so, why the hell not? Is what I say. So, so go check that out. Also, too, you're talking about brews. I was listening to a little brews on the way back from St. Louis yesterday. Nice. And nice. Uh, I heard you guys talking about the gallon challenge. Mm. I got to set you straight on the gallon challenge because the way you explained it, yeah, that would be absolutely brutal. You don't got to run a mile. You just got to drink a gallon of milk. Oh, that's all you do. There's no running. That's all you do. And I'll tell you why it sucks. We did this in high school, and uh, we had a big uh, lineman do it (laughs) at one of our team functions. And essentially what happens when you drink that much dairy your body, it basically curdles in your stomach and yeah. it makes you sick. Yeah. <laughs> so <I> figured <laughs> you definitely don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's way too harsh for the Mizzou Tennessee bet. We'll have to keep this in for something that uh, you and Nick really get into a heated debate about, which will happen because I mean, consistently he likes to make bets with me and lose. I believe he's one in four. I kind of threw him a bone by taking Tennessee. Tennessee's not a good football team, but I threw the guy no. a bone. He needs a win, Zach. So I gave yeah, him a win. The poor guy. So if you want to hear all yeah. that, all the shenanigans from Gallatown's that, way too, way too <laughs> difficult. Yeah, I would say that too. But I also said, Nick, we're not bitches. I don't want our listeners to think all oh, these guys are just little bitches. <laughs> they can't even do a gallon challenge. But uh, maybe we'll save that for another thing. But I, I you know, Zach, I appreciate you uh, giving us that, you know, consideration about uh, you know the gallon <laughs> challenge. I think it would be a funny video. But uh, yeah, yeah, go YouTube it. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Has anybody ever not puked? Have you ever seen a video where they don't puke? Okay, well, so if I'll, I'll be quick with this, but I'll tell a story. So the guy we had do it, we were doing it as like a punishment at Shake Night or whatever in high school. And this kid that went on to play, uh, he was a lineman for Western Illinois. Okay. And he was even in high school at the time we did this, had to be like six foot five 300 pounds Jeez. and we're like all right mitch you're gonna do the gallon challenge and he's like oh, okay no problem and so <laughs> yeah so we have him do it and dude this guy puts down an entire gallon of milk in like 25 minutes and oh he, he did not get sick he's oh not he's God. that massive of a human it, the stomach it didn't even bother his stomach it was it was i'd never seen anything like it that's crazy. That is that is amazing because I know how sometimes I feel after I drink two 
cups of milk. Uh, oh. You know, you just don't want to. You don't want to move. You just sit down. I mean, it feels good after a, little, a couple minutes. You're like, okay, that was pretty good milk there. But uh, yeah, yeah, your stomach feels like shit. You feel like shit. It's almost like chugging beer sometimes. It's like the same thing. Oh yeah. Well, I did it. I I didn't do it for at that particular time, but I had done it at a, like a sleepover, just messing around one time. I maybe got. I didn't even get halfway down and oh, threw up everywhere. God. Yeah. I, I was, just feel like too. You look down at that gallon and just you see more and more milk. It's like an endless thing of milk oh. once you get like that first half done you know yeah yeah well what some guys will do is they'll do you got to go for the chocolate milk so you get a, at least like a little bit better taste because mm. god that milk after yeah you said it like that even like that second cup you're just like oh man just get this over with my god so we, we don't <laughs> condone you doing the gallon challenge out there fans but if yeah, you dude, do want to do it if you do want to do it film it and send it to us because we will definitely <laughs> use that as content that's absolutely true uh once again voice don't, don't do it at home but if you do do it at home film it definitely <laughs> at balcony bruce pod on all social media all right zach let's get into week number 12 so we got three games on thanksgiving the classic classic game we start out with this is a fun one all of a sudden to start with because usually you know thursday night games we don't even care but thanksgiving's a brand new slate in my opinion for this team it's the detroit lions coming off a big win Against the Carolina Panthers, they're minus four and a half points at make. I'm sorry, plus four and a half points against Chicago. That game's at 11:30 a.m. on Thursday. Man, I tell you what, I'm going with my Lions. They uh, they impressed me a lot last week. Now I will say Newton and the offense did not move the ball well for the Panthers, but the Lions at home are a different animal, man. They just they just know how to play at Ford Field. Usually, they've had some rough games this season, but you mentioned it last week on Thanksgiving. This team becomes what they should have been a few years ago with Megatron, no matter if he's on a team or not. Stafford just plays at his best. He'll throw three touchdown passes. Even without on Johnson, Riddick will get in the end zone. The defense will be able to get to Trubisky or whoever starts because apparently he might be sitting out. Um, but in that regard, I just think the Lions really are tough to beat on Thanksgiving at home. If this was in Chicago, I'd probably take the Bears. But four and a half, um, to me, is a pretty good spread for for the Lions. I see this being a three-point game. Even if they don't win the game outright, I think they'll keep it close enough within three. Uh, I'm even going to take them in my top four picks of the week, even though I don't do that and it's a big web thing. But if I had to pick, I would definitely take the Lions plus four and a half at home on Turkey Day. Yeah, I'm with you. I can't, I can't believe it. Uh, we're both taking the Lions. I'm taking the Lions based on a tidbit that you threw in there about Trubisky with the shoulder injuries day to day, I was watching a little good morning football today and they were talking a little bit about it. I don't think he starts. I, I just don't think he does with the, with the quick turnaround. And then if you do rest him, you're playing a team that maybe you hope you get the victory anyways. If not, it's not that big a deal. And let's keep in mind, he's your franchise guy now for the next, you're hoping 10 to 15 years. Uh, you get a long week to rest them. If you if you don't play him on Thursday, you give him obviously all of this week and then all of next week. So I think Daniel starts, and I also am with you. I think the Lions are different at home on Turkey Day. You can kind of throw the records out in these in these type uh, games. I know the Bears just absolutely obliterated them on the road, but you know how it works in these division games. It's it's never never like that. The second game, I think the Lions will play better. And plus, yeah, you mentioned it. You're getting four and a half points. If you think the game's competitive, you think the Lions have a good chance at winning, which I do I, in our pick'em. I might even pick them to win outright. So I'm going to take Detroit. 
All right, so Zach and I going with the Detroit Lions. Big Web going with the Chicago Bears. That doesn't shock me. I, I figured at least one of us would take Chicago, um, but I knew you talked about the Lions back uh, last week, so I figured you'd take them, and I usually take the Lions at home, and, and they honestly just do well. They just do so well on Thanksgiving, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all i got to say about that. Uh, move on to the second Thanksgiving Day di- Thanksgiving Day game at 3.30 on Thursday. The Redskins 6-4 and four, head out to the Cowboys as the Cowboys are minus 7.5. This game is huge for both teams. And uh, obviously, you see Alex Smith go down with the season-ending leg injury last week. Colt McCoy now in. They have lost one after uh, it was a tough game back and forth even till the end with McCoy against the Houston Texans who get it done in the last minute. Um, man, Dallas is on fire so far. I say on fire. They're 5-5, five and five, but they've won two straight. They've been consistently giving the ball to Elliott Moore, which has obviously made their offense just flourish way more. Um, this is a great game. It would have been a very good game if Alex Smith was that quarterback. I still think it's going to take some feeling out process for Colt McCoy. I think he can get the job done. I still don't count them out here in the NFC East, but Dallas is on a surge. They are playing so well. It's a divisional opponent. It's Thanksgiving. It's in Dallas, in the Jerry Dome. I just can't pick against the Cowboys. I know it's 7.5. That's a big, big number to play against the Redskins. But with Alex Smith out, I do believe that the Cowboys will roll. I think they'll win this game by 10. And, uh, yeah, taking Dallas on Turkey Day. It is a big number, but I'm going to have to go ahead and stick with the Washington Redskins on this one. I just can't give the Cowboys 7.5 points. Mm -hmm. I know that they they have been playing really well lately, and they've kind of made me eat some of my words. I still don't know how good of a football team. And and that's crazy because they might win the division and end up in that four seed in the NFC playoff picture. But I think it's more just due to circumstance and – they're, they're going to win it by default because the Redskins were rolling. And like you said, now Alex Smith is done for the year and that kind of puts their season in jeopardy. And the Eagles just have slept walk through 2018 so far. And the Giants are an absolute dumpster fire. So the Cowboys haven't had to be all that good. This is a huge game for the division. I think Colt McCoy, maybe this is a little bit of heart overhead here, but I, he's been with the organization for so long. I think he's one of the more competent backups in the NFL. I expect him to come prepared and actually play a pretty good football game. This is a team that isn't pass-heavy or pass-oriented to begin with. They're going to feed the ball to Adrian Peterson and rely on their defense. Really, honestly, similar DNA to this Cowboys team. I just think of all the things that have to go right for the Cowboys. They Their defense has to play well, and they have to get 100-plus yards rushing the football. And because they have to limit Dak's exposure in this football game because he's clearly not that good. And I think even the mainstream media, even the Cowboys organization has kind of admitted that through the play calling and through the way that they've scripted some of these games. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Redskins here. I'm not a full believer in the Cowboys just yet. Plus, the, honestly, it comes down to the spread. Seven and a half is so much. All right, so I'm alone. I got the Dallas Cowboys. Dad and Zach going with the Washington Redskins. We move on to another Thursday game, 7.20 p.m. This one's on Thanksgiving night. <clears throat> good one here as the Falcons head out to the Saints. The only reason I say it's a good one because it's between a great team in the division and not a great team in the division the last few weeks. But the Saints are giving the Falcons 13.5 points. 13.5 points. For the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, I cannot even tell you how pissed off I am about my take the other week about the Falcons making the second wild card spot. They suck in the red zone. I mean, <laughs> unbelievably bad. 
and, and they can't figure out what to do. And then when they finally move the ball, it's too late because their defense isn't great, even though they're returning some of their starters that originally got hurt early in the season. They've lost two straight. They're four and six. They need a win. I don't believe they will win this game. And New Orleans has been scoring at will against people, especially at home. I'm going to take Atlanta just because it's 13 and a half. I don't think New Orleans is going to win this game by more than that. I mean, I could be totally wrong. The Falcons could be a, a terrible team, but you still got Julio Jones. You still got Calvin Ridley. You still got Tevin Coleman. Matt Ryan sometimes decides he wants to be a top five quarterback. Sometimes he's quarterback number 32 in the league, but I'm going to take the Falcons in this one, getting plenty of points at home or on the road. 13 and a half is just a big, big spread for an offense like that. I, I agree with you. You listed off all the weapons. There's not much more for me to say. That's kind of all you need to say when you're getting 13 and a half points and you have all those guys on the other side of the football. The smart play, I think, is just to go with the Falcons. This is a scary game for the Saints straight up, I think. Even though they're at home, two high-powered offenses in the division game, this is usually a game in which these guys split over the course of the year. Usually the two teams don't sweep it because – I mean, the offenses are so high-powered, you just never know which one of them is going to show up. I th- I do think that this is a sneaky upset game even for the Falcons. I don't think I'll go as far as to pick them to win the game outright, but 13-and-a-half, way too much. This was fairly easy for me. I'm going to go with the Falcons. All right, so clean sweep. We all have the Atlanta Falcons getting 13-and-a-half. That's a, you know, a big spread. Even Big Webb agrees. He's, he's a New Orleans guy who likes to pick New Orleans consistently this year, but that's a big spread. I mean, that's a lot, a lot of points to give an offense like Atlanta. So we all sweep with Atlanta on uh, Thursday night. We go to the first game on Sunday, noon contest. Seattle goes out to Carolina. Panthers 6-4, and four, Seattle 5-5, five and five, as the Seahawks will be getting 3.5 points. This one was tough for me because you know me. I like to pick Carolina. I usually like them because they have a backdoor cover or they honestly get out and just start really throwing the ball early and, and getting some success. You saw last week where that can kind of get to them, where they couldn't move the ball until late, and it was too late. Then they tried to win the game and screwed the spread, everything like that. Um, to me, I think Seattle is probably the best pick in this situation. I don't love it. It's going to be tough. I went back and forth on it. But I believe the Seahawks are good enough to stay within three of the Panthers. It, it's it, My dad makes a good point about Cam Newton. He's a hell of a quarterback. He's very, very consistent. But what my dad says is that he's lazy and he's nonchalant, which is very true. It, sometimes you just don't know what Cam you're going to get, whether he's going to play four-quarter Cam or two-quarter Cam or fourth-quarter Cam. You don't know. He eventually shows up, but sometimes it takes him longer than a lot of people want to see. And I think Seattle's a good enough team to be up on him a little bit. So I don't think Seattle, even if they win this game, it'll be close. I think they'll either win it outright or only lose by three and cover by half a point. So give me the Seahawks uh, against Carolina. Yeah, this is basically an elimination game, right, between these two teams in the playoffs because the Panthers have kind of been reeling. They've been blown out two weeks in a row now. This is a must-win for Carolina. I am going to stick with the Panthers, even though they boned both of us on the locks last week. They have not looked good. i got to think they're going to figure it out here at home against the Seahawks team that uh, has had a little bit longer to prepare playing the Packers on Thursday night, but I think it's just a little bit short on talent when it comes to the matchup between the Seahawks and the Panthers. The spread's pretty low, like you said. It's just over a field goal. Uh, I, I certainly probably won't lock this, but I feel like in a in a game in which both teams will have an equal sense of urgency, I tend to like the Panthers a little bit more and hopefully Cam now, two bad games in a row, hopefully he's going to show up and put together four quarters like you said. 
All right, so uh, Zach goes Carolina. Dad and I both go with the Seattle Seahawks at noon on Sunday. Move on to the Giants at Philly, as Philly now 4-6 and six after losing last week to New Orleans. I'm sorry, getting demolished by New Orleans last week. Uh, they host the Giants. Giants now 3-7 and seven after scoring 38 on Tampa Bay. I don't take that as a lot um, just because they scored 38 on the Bucs. I mean, they've scored a lot of points on the Panthers, too, but they gave up a lot more points. The Bucs even had a chance to come back after they benched uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know because I had him on DraftKings, and they put Winston in, which was not cool. Um, but anyway, the Giants win 38-35. Eli did look a lot better. I believe he started out 11-for-11 11 11 through the air, which was impressive to see. Eli might be back now in his usual form, and I say maybe usual form as in he'll give you one more game. I believe, though, against uh, division rival in, in the Eagles, this gives them a chance if they win this game. It's unbelievable to think that if they if the Giants win this game, they'll be tied with the Eagles in the division. That's unbelievable to think about. Um, but I'm going to take the Giants here. It's going to be my upset pick. They are getting 6.5 points here, so I believe even if they do lose the game, they'll keep it close enough. I think Odell's going to have a big game. I think Barkley's going to be able to really run the ball just like you saw Ingram did last week against the Eagles. And it doesn't really matter for home field advantage. The Philly, Philly's just not a great team right now. I think they're just on that Super Bowl hangover and really can't figure out what the hell they're doing. Um, and it's just it showed last week. I mean, even how good New Orleans is, uh, the Eagles just looked like they were never in that football game. So I'm going to take the Giants in this one, uh, plus six and a half is my upset. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's definitely out on a limb there. I think that you have a chance to pick up a game on everybody if, if it comes true. I ultimately, now I know that the Eagles defense is so beat up, and you're right, I don't think there's anybody on the team that can cover OBJ. They got some weapons. They have been playing a little bit better football lately, as you mentioned. I just got to think that the Eagles are going to come to play in this one. The Eagles, I think, are just still the much better football team. And if you're right, if they lose this one, holy cow, can you believe that? They'd be tied with the Giants. I just don't believe the Eagles are that bad. I think that they'll cover this one. In fact, I feel like this may be a, a bit of a statement game for the Eagles to get back in the conversation. Wouldn't be surprised if they blow them out in this one. Uh, I just I just can't pick the pick the Giants. I just have zero faith in uh, Pat Shermer and that football team. See, you said if I pick the Giants, I'd have a chance to make a move on both of you. Dad's going with the Giants too. Shocker! Uh, really? Yeah, I thought I'd be the only one. Big Web also going with the G men. So I don't know. Interesting. Well, they have been playing better football, and it's not like the Eagles have looked very good. So yeah, that's true. I don't blame you. Yeah, we'll see how it works. See how it all shakes out. Uh, move on. Another noon game. We got. This is a terrible football game. Uh, Oakland at Baltimore. Yuck. Uh, yeah, Raiders well. Raiders are minus, or plus 10.5. Sorry, they were. They will never be minus anything. They're minus, they're plus 10.5. Son of a bitch, I keep messing that up. The Ravens, 10.5 points are given up at home. That's a lot of points for a Baltimore team. I mean, Lamar Jackson looked a lot better last week uh, in his first start. Just He just looks so good. He's just, he's he's one of those quarterbacks that will be very fun to watch. But I don't know. Uh, this game seems like a trap game to me for the spread-wise. Ten and a half points for the Ravens just seems like too much. The Raiders, I know it was only the Cardinals, but they did beat them 23-21 last week. They looked a little bit better. They moved the ball okay. I, I hate the Raiders. I don't think they're a good football team, but I also don't like the Ravens at all. Double-digit points you give the Raiders, I got to take Oakland in this one against an, an offense like like Baltimore. I just I don't think they're going to roll. I think they uh, still are figuring themselves out. I think Oakland still loses, but I think they're going to cover this game. That's another upset pick, but I'll go with Oakland. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it, man. <laughs> I can't pick the Raiders anymore. I just can't even – I can't fathom having to root for them on Sundays. They're awful. 
I they if they had to what are the odds for top pick in the draft? It's got to be them at one, right? It's got to be them I mean, and then Giants probably three and seven. Cardinals, Bills, Cardinals, uh, Jets. I think I think I would have picked the Raiders to cover this ten and a half if they had gone out and really looked much better than the Cardinals. They beat them by two points. Right, like <laughs> they are freaking terrible, and so. While I don't love the Ravens anymore, I'm off that kind of bandwagon, especially now that Flacco's out. They've kind of come down to earth. It feels like John Harbaugh's last year as the head coach in Baltimore. We'll say I was really down on Lamar Jackson. He looked better than I thought he would, you know, starting an NFL game and playing for 60 minutes. Still don't think he can really throw it. But uh, I'll take the Ravens to cover. They played well, and they're going to stay at home. And so I think that they'll win the football game, uh, and I, I'll pick them to cover the 10.5. I just have zero faith in Oakland. All right, so uh, I go with Oakland, and Big Webb and Zach both go with Baltimore. Move on to another noon game. We have the New England Patriots heading out to JETS. The Jets are plus 9.5 points at home. Uh, Patriots coming off a bye week. Brady and company hopefully uh, looking to kind of carry on where they started this season. I'm going to take the Patriots. Uh, I just don't like the Jets. I don't think they're a good team. There's really not much to say about this. I just think Brady, it, to this point, New England's always like in good form at the end of the season. You know what I mean? They don't really they don't really stutter anymore. They've been doing their stuttering the last few years at the beginning of the season when everybody's like, oh, is Brady done? Is Belichick done? They've proven again that's not the case. They're proven they are ready for Super Bowl run, I believe, at least to get there, maybe just to the AFC Championship if they run into the Chiefs. But uh, I'm going to take New England in this one. Jets just, they suck. They just really suck. Yeah, they're awful. Uh, I'm going to take the Pats, too. Uh, like you, I don't have much to say about this. It helped me make this pick a little bit that I don't think uh, Darnold's going to be back for this game. So I think the Jets will... Uh, be using the old backup again. The old Josh McCown is going to start under center. Mm. So mm. the same guy yes. that got at his absolute doors blown off by Matt Barkley off the street in the Bills. Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> yeah, I'll take I'll take the the perennial Super Bowl champs. It seems like in the Patriots in this one. All right, so. Uh... I go Pats, Zach goes Pats, Big Webb. I don't know what the hell he's doing, what he's drinking, and he's going with the Jets. I uh, don't understand it, uh, but Big Webb. All right, Big Webb. He has like two or three of these a week now, I feel. I think he's trying to go and, and make a move back to the top of the standings. I think that's what it was. He's trying to either go where he's going to just fully go just who cares mode and, and see if what happens and see if he can make a surge or he's going to be back like 20 by the time the season's over. So, uh, <laughs> okay, taking the Jets. It's, it's nine and a half is a lot of points, but ah. I don't know. It's New England. It's the Jets. It's backup quarterback yeah. central with the Jets. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Uh, next up, we got the Cleveland Browns head out to Cincinnati as the Bengals are minus three and a half points. Browns three, six and one this season have been playing a lot better now since Hugh Jackson's been gone. That Baker Mayfield may be the best rookie quarterback in the league, Zach. I know you didn't like him, but he's playing pretty <laughs> good out there. Hey, he is playing pretty good. I, uh, I, I like the, the Browns, I think they are one of those teams that will continue to surge. They're coming off a bye week. Um, but with that being said, I'm taking the Bengals. I think that the Bengals have had a very disappointing season for where they expected to be with the start, the 4-0 start, right? They've been 1-5 since uh, week four. I think that's where it was. So they are, again, minus 3.5 points. I'm still going to take them at home. Uh, I want to see the Browns do a little bit more. 
I want to see their defense do more and actually stop the Bengals. I think Mayfield will be able to move the ball, but they've had some trouble getting to, into the end zone. I believe that the Bengals will have enough to score and to be able to win this game by a touchdown. Uh, again, I'm just, I think the Browns are good. I think they're on their way up. I think uh, a year or two they're going to be a team that could contend a little bit. I wouldn't say win the AFC North, but has a shot to contend in the next couple of years. But this year, I still want to see some more out of them. And with that being said, divisional matchup, 5-5. Five and five. Bengals still need to stay in the playoff picture. I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm going to take Cincinnati, too. But the point you make about Cleveland, I want to touch on that just a little bit with the whole Baker thing. Uh, he is playing really well. And I still don't think that – I probably wouldn't have taken him at one. I don't think I would have had the guts to do that. I think he's very clearly – an NFL quarterback. I don't know if he'll ever be elite. I think that there are other guys that are always going to be kind of ahead of him on that totem pole. But the one thing I think he provides that organization that so desperately needs it, like this organization more than any anywhere else, he provides leadership. And he is a very good leader. And he, you can tell he has the respect of everybody there. And they're finally all pulling in the same direction, it feels like. So, the toughest part is they have to get a good coach. They have to get somebody that wants to come to Cleveland. That's going to be their hardest, their hardest issue is you got to find a good coach that wants to go there. Good coaches are going to have other opportunities. How do you talk them into coming to Cleveland? That's going to be their hardest, their, their biggest hurdle, because I think they have everything else in place for the most part. But at least this weekend, I'll go with the Bengals. Like you said, TJ, they've had a disappointing last couple of weeks, but I do think that they're, a much better football team. They're at home, and I was shocked the spread was so low, to be honest. All right, so Zach and I go with Cincinnati and Big Webb. Again, going separate. He's going with the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield. We'll see what happens there. Mayfield this season, passer rating uh, is very impressive. I mean, he is at 87.5, 13 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, nearly 2,000 yards. Um, I really didn't think he was going to be that good yet. I, I mean, he's still got a long way to go. I don't think he's a franchise guy, a, a top-10 quarterback uh, for his career, I don't think that will happen yet. I don't know if he'll ever get to that point, but so far, pretty solid pick uh, for the Cleveland Browns. One thing, Zach, before I go on about it, we talked about the draft before. I just don't understand if you – I agree with you. I think that Baker would have fallen to them at four. I know they got Denzel Ward, who's had a good season as well, but can you imagine if they take Barkley at one and then also take Mayfield at four? I mean, what that offense would look like? I mean, Mike, Nick Chubb's having an okay season, yeah. but he's no Saquon Barkley. That dude's – to me, a once-in-a-generation type running back, you can only get a couple of those here and there. I mean, like he, I think he's going to be a star, and I, I just don't know why you don't take him at one still. Right. Well, especially with all the guys on the board, I think basically what you have to do to justify taking Barkley at one in that scenario is you have to be okay with any of the three big names that were out there between Rose and Darnold and Mayfield. And I guess Josh Allen, too. He went very high. Yeah, You had to be basically okay with three of the four guys because mathematically, you're still going to end up with one. So, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see if the Jets would have passed over him playing in that market. I mean, they took Darnold, but it had if Baker was on the board, would they have rather had Baker than Darnold? They'll obviously say no, right. but uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I, I think you're right, actually. I think that they probably would have still went with Darnold, and then the, the Browns could have gotten both. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. I, they got to be happy with Denzel Ward in the secondary, but you're right. Saquon Barkley has certainly added an element to that Giants offense that they had been missing the past four or five years. 
All right, so Zach and I go with Cincinnati and Big Web going with Cleveland. Zach, also one more thing. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Condoleezza Rice, uh, Secretary oh of State, God. the whole thing about the Browns interested in the head coaching job? When I first saw it, I saw the perfect tweet. Someone someone tweeted out, I thought this was an Onion article. Uh, the Onion is a satirical website that obviously just makes fun of stuff and, and puts fake stuff out there. I swear to God, I thought that was a fake article. And then I saw ESPN.com. I go, no shit. But then Rice and the Browns apparently all both said that those are just rumors and not true. But I mean that that who I, I don't know how would that even get get into the limelight? You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, Jesus Schefter. Oh my God, <laughs> crazy! Like, you didn't think about this one. That ugh, the clown show goes on over there, man. Those guys, <laughs> dude. I tell you it's what, wild. I saw that too, and I was like, you gotta be kidding me! Like it is just comical, like. That's the biggest issue is you're going – how are you going to get legit head coaches to want to come in there and deal with uh, just just the clown show that is Cleveland? Yeah. I mean, oh, my God, you've got to be absolutely insane to want to have to deal with Jimmy Haslam. And uh, here's the thing. I know for a 100% fact that Dorsey and none of those guys, that's completely off their radar. I wouldn't put it past. Jimmy Haslam leaking some bullshit to the media about, oh, yeah, maybe we'll interview. We're going to consider her for the job. Like, they're that insane. It's just, oh, my <sighs> God. And, and Schefter, too. Like, who is messing with that? Dude? Oh, my God. I'm telling you. Well, to me, it's it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, some people are out there and they're sexist and say, oh, she's a woman. She doesn't know football. That that Dude, women know football. I'm not saying. I, I don't think that's even remotely correct when people say that that's just a terrible thing to say because i think there's a lot of women in football that understand the sport she's never been in the sport she's never been a coach she's never been nothing <laughs> it, it's not the fact she's a, a woman politics so before anybody comes out there and says oh that this this pro football show to be named later people they are sexist they don't want women to be in football no i i think there's a lot of women that eventually will be in football it's that she has no football experience she has nothing that's the thing why yeah. would you hire a head coach yeah. that literally has not been in football? That that to me that makes no sense. No, yeah, it, it, it was. I saw the headline and I was like, "No way, this is as crazy." Stupid as I think it is crazy, and it was it was the dumbest shit I have read all year. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I, anyway, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, we move on to another noon game on Sunday. San Francisco heads out to Tampa Bay as the Bucks are minus three and a half points. They have once again betched Fitzpatrick. Back and forth we go as we put out Jameis Winston as the starter now. Uh, I'm going to take the Bucks in this one. I don't really care about this game. I think the Bucks at home will be able to score. They Consistently, no matter what quarterback they put in the game, they've been able to score. Their defense isn't great, but, I mean, it's San Francisco. They're also not a good football team. So, for that reason alone, home, score a lot of points, give me Tampa. Yeah, Bucks best passing offense in the NFL. Uh, again, most of it's against prevent defense, and they're doing it with two quarterbacks, but the stat is the stat. I'm going to take the 49ers in this one. I mean, kind of, I feel like I've picked them a decent amount in the last month or so. They're coming off a bye. That's the main reason I'm taking them here. Plus, I get more than a field goal. I just think Kyle Shanahan is so, so damn good at his job. And I think that with the Bucks' worst defense in the NFL, I think that he'll find a way to just carve those guys. So I'll take him on the road. I don't feel very good about it. I went back and forth on this one a ton because I do think Jameis is going to put up a decent amount of points in this ball game. Uh, this is one that uh, sneaky. I don't know what the over is. I, I sneaky may take the over in, 
in this. Wow. If I was betting. Nice. All right, so Zach's taking Frisco. Me and Dad both going with uh, Tampa Bay. Now we go to another noon game, Jacksonville at Buffalo. Very interesting spread. The Buffalo Bills are getting only three and a half points. Uh, again, this is tough for me. Uh, I, I know I've said I'm giving up on Jacksonville, but when you play the Bills, I don't care Matt Barkley or whoever the hell is in there. By the way, real quick shout-out to my Detroit Lions. I know I'm just going out there. Why in the hell would you work out Nathan Peterman? Tell me one reason why he's going to help out the franchise in any way possible except serving hot dogs in Section 205. There's no reason <laughs> this guy needs to be in a uniform, a practice uni, a get any type of check for a practice. Get this guy out of the NFL at least get him off the Detroit Lions. I mean, when I saw that, literally, Zach, I, I sunk in my chair at work. I just sat and stared at the computer screen. I said, why in the hell do I need to even have a nightmare that if Matthew Stafford gets hurt, guess who's coming in? Freaking Nathan Peterman. Please. Sorry, I had to go on that little rant for you there. I just, uh, my God. I, uh, anyway, so going back yeah, to Bill. Yeah, I would have had the same reaction uh, if the Packers worked him out. Did they actually sign him, or did they just work him out? They just worked him out. As far as I know, they haven't signed him. But uh, Yeah, jeez, oh, Patricia, buddy, not a good look. <sighs> anyway, uh, Buffalo at home, getting three and a half. I'm taking Jacksonville. I'm going again with Jacksonville. My heart's going to be ripped out of my chest probably. But this is also one of my top four plays of the week. I do not believe... With Fournette back healthy, with that defense still, I do not believe that Jacksonville is a 3-7 and team. I do not believe it. Uh, it's embarrassing to say we all picked them as our Super Bowl pick at the start of the year. It's embarrassing to say that now. I think they're going to play some pissed-off football. I think they're still going to miss the playoffs, but I think we're going to see some pissed-off football. I think we're going to see top-notch football from this defense. The Bills only getting 3.5 points. I know they're in Buffalo. I know Barkley played well a couple weeks ago. But my God, I mean, you cannot give Buffalo only three and a half and expect me not to pick the other team. Give me Jacksonville again. Let's go for the heartbreak. Heartbreak kid here. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm ready for Jacksonville. I think they this should be an absolute lock. I might make it my lock. I haven't decided yet. Wait till the end of the show. But definitely take Jacksonville. Come on, Jags. Let's do it again, baby. Let's go. We're a Jacksonville podcast. Yeah, I'm going with them too. I mean, I'm, oh. I'm off the Jacksonville bandwagon, but... You have to. I mean, geez, it's the Bills for crying out loud. The spread's only three and a half. What disrespect yeah. being shown Jacksonville this week. If this defense can't stop Matt Barkley and if they can't get the run game going with Fournette and if Bortles can't light these guys up, boy, yeah, that's bad news. They should be able to cover this going away. Yeah, you're right. I don't think that's a bad lock at all. All right, so we all take Jacksonville. And you, you know what? I'm going out on a limb. It's my lock. Three and a half. Come on. Jacksonville minus three and a there half. There you go. I'm putting my heart on the line. I'm putting my amazing yeah. record of four and six on my locks on the line. Uh, don't let me down, Jacksonville. Don't let me down. I Put like it. Locks. Commit to it early. Commit, Commit to, to it, it early. early. I'm just I'm throwing everything on the table and saying, here we go. Let's go, Jacksonville. Uh, so move on to three o'clock. Arizona at the Los Angeles Chargers. Seven and three for the Chargers. Two and eight for the Cardinals. But, my God, a big old spread. Chargers minus 12, 12 and a half. Lost to Denver last week. But it's the Cardinals. Uh, Josh Rosen, my God, I, he might be the worst rookie quarterback of them all, Zach. I mean, he might have a better career later on, but he looks bad. Um, I'm taking the Chargers at home. 12 and a half. I know that home basically means nothing. It just means it's a neutral side almost because they don't have many fans out there. But the Chargers have playing, been playing great. And now Kansas City losing, they have a real, I mean, they have a lot to play for anyway, but Kansas City losing and now dropping to two losses, 
they have a shot to hopefully even contend for the AFC West title, which is crazy to think about how good the Chiefs have been that the Chargers still have a shot at it, but they really do. I think they're going to come out to play. They're going to blow out the Arizona Cardinals, and they will cover the 12.5 points. I think they will, too. Um, I think that Rosen is going to be fine. Uh, if you recall earlier, you know that I I liked him the best coming yeah. out. I thought he was the most pro-ready. I think that he can process NFL information the best out of all those guys, and that's a really underrated trait in the league. I think that he's going to be really good at it, and I I think that this is Steve Wilkes just saying it. Like you gotta, you're gonna ruin this kid's career, and he will go down as a bust if you don't figure it out. I think that he's actually better than Jared Goff. I just think that he doesn't have he doesn't have the help. I mean, look how Jared Goff looked with Jeff Fisher to now. Mm-hmm. And imagine if Rosen just had somebody. Imagine if he had Arian still. And I think to justify that line of thinking, I think it's easy to say that. But look no further than the proven offensive weapons on that team that have had down seasons since Wilkes arrived in Arizona. Larry Fitzgerald, you can attribute it to age all you want, but he's out there every week, and the guy just has had zero production. Look at David Johnson, who who was just an absolute workhorse before Arians left, and he's having a down season. There are proven weapons on this offense that are struggling. It's not just Josh Rosen, and I think it's because I just don't know if this Steve Wilkes guy is legit. He's a defensive coach and an offensive NFL He's a first-time first, uh, head coach. I, I wouldn't waste my time giving him another season of poor production. I'd get him out of there and get a young offensive coordinator in or maybe even a retread of a proven guy like McCarthy or Harbaugh Leafs try to get him. You've you got to get somebody in there that's going to help Rosen. All right, so uh, Zach, myself, and Big Web all going with the Los Angeles Chargers. you got another game in... 3 o'clock, as we have the final one at 3 o'clock here for you on the Pro Football Show to be named later. Steelers heading out to Denver as, uh, man, they look bad. Man, they look bad. How many, five interceptions last week for Big Ben? Is that right? Was it four? Uh, Yeah. I, yeah, it was a bad game. I don't know how they pulled that one out. Four or five interceptions for Big Ben. Somehow he had, I believe, like 20 yards of passing in the first half, ended up with over 300. I mean, great second half. Uh, the Broncos are getting three and a half. Came off a good win last week against the Chargers. Always tough to play a mile high. Uh, I'm going to still take the Steelers. I think this spread's way too low. I just think that's kind of disrespectful to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe they're still a top team. I believe they still have a good offense. I just believe they had a slow start. And three and a half is nothing. I, I don't think Denver's that great still, even at home. So I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh and not even look not even look at it again. Yeah, I'm going to take Pittsburgh, too. This is one I feel more confident about. It's, I'll tell you this, it's in the finals for my locks. We'll see. I'm between a couple. But uh, I'm going to take the Steelers. Even though the Broncos, I think, shocked the nation by getting that win against the Chargers, I just ultimately don't believe the Broncos are a very good football team. I know Mile High is a tough place to play, but I, I think the Steelers are too good. All right, so we all got Pittsburgh, and I just realized I did skip a 3 o'clock game. I apologize to any Colts or Dolphins fans out there. Uh, Indianapolis will host the Dolphins at 3 o'clock on Sunday. Colts are minus 9.5 points. Ryan Tannehill back at quarterback for Miami. I tell you what, the Colts at 5-5 five and five are kind of turning into a dangerous team, Zach. They have the third most points scored in the NFL, have more points right now than teams like New England, 
Uh, a team like Houston Texans, the L.A. Chargers. I mean, you name a lot of good offenses, and they have more points scored. Minnesota, uh, New Orleans obviously destroying that uh, that situation. I think they're actually fourth, if I'm not mistaken. I apologize. They're fourth in the NFL. But still, at a 5-5 five and five team, Andrew Luck and the boys that started out really slow. You didn't think anything was going to happen this season. They've been looking great. They've been looking really good. Just destroyed the Titans last week. Uh, they know how to move the football. Their offense is on another level right now, and it's because of Andrew Luck and because of T.Y. Hilton and because of that offense and the scheme. Uh, the defense is playing good enough to really get things done. I'm going to take Indianapolis. Uh, Tannehill coming back to scare me, but it also tells me that he may not be ready. He may make some early mistakes. And uh, again, the, the way you keep up with the Indianapolis Colts, you have to be able to score with them. It's going to be a shootout. They're going to find ways to score against that defense. So Miami's got to score, in my opinion, to cover this game at least 20, 24 points, and I don't see that happening. So I'm going to take Indianapolis, even minus 9.5. Big number, but give me the Colts. I'm taking Indy, too, and I am kind of, I'm not that confident about it, but I think this is Tannehill's last chance in mm-hmm. Miami. I think they're sitting at 5-5. Five and five. They believe they're in the thick of it, and why shouldn't they? They play in a weaker AFC where they do have that wild card spot open and in a division where you get a couple of free wins with uh, the the Jets and what's the other team in that division that sucks? The Bills? The yeah, the, the Bills. Bills. I couldn't even think of them. Jesus. That's good. Uh, they're not even relevant. I, I, yeah, I think that the Dolphins management has got to believe they're still in this thing and they, and they should believe it. And so I think this is Tannehill's kind of last chance, these last uh, couple games here to see what he can do with the Dolphins. But I ultimately think the Colts are just too good and look no further to why you should hire an offensive coach than the Indianapolis Colts team. That was an absolute dumpster fire between Andrew Luck's shoulder and the management there. They get Frank Reich in instead of Josh McDaniels, and I think that they actually upgraded and avoided some disaster with Josh. Josh and McDaniels saying no to that indie job is one of the best things I think that ever happened to Indianapolis because Frank Reich is a really good offensive head coach, and he's got this offense rolling. You said it, fourth in the NFL. I think they'll cover the nine and a half. All right, so there you go. So we all have the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. We move to Sunday night football. Zach's Green Bay Packers on the road to Minnesota, minus 3.5. Big game for both these teams. If Green Bay wins this game, these two teams tied earlier this season, right? Was that that game? Zach? Uh, yes, yeah, okay. they tied. They tied, so that's why uh, the, the record is where it is. Packers are 4-5-1. and one. Vikings are 5-4-1. and one. If the Green Bay Packers win... Five, five, and one. They're tied in the uh, in the NFC North, and uh, it's 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 getting interesting. It's getting real interesting in the NFC North. It's getting interesting in the wild card game. Um, in my opinion, I think you give three and a half to Aaron Rodgers. I think that's always a bad thing. We we've shown that. <clears throat> excuse me. Home field advantage this season is not great for Minnesota. We saw that it's it hasn't really been a huge uh, factor. I mean, you saw Buffalo Bills go in there. Granted, it was earlier in the season, but just blow them out at home. So I don't really take the home field advantage as a big thing. I take giving Aaron Rodgers as a thing for three and a half. I think it's too much. I think in games like this, you see Rodgers just show his true colors. I think the Packers are going to win outright. I still just don't trust Kirk Cousins. He just doesn't look like the Cousins we thought we'd see with all those weapons. I mean, he had you know 262 yards through the air last last week. Diggs got 13 receptions for 126 and a touchdown. Thielen did his thing, even though he didn't get in the end zone. So he, he's still doing good enough. 
but I just don't know if he'll be able to keep up with Rodgers. It's all about, though, if Green Bay can pick up a couple stops on defense. It's going to take a couple stops here and there, and I think Rodgers getting three and a half is just icing on the cake. So give me Green Bay. Should be a fun game to watch, but uh, in the end, the Packers will prevail. It will be a fun game to watch. This is uh, not quite, even this game, it's not quite, White an elimination game for Green Bay. They can basically lose one more game, and I see two games on the schedule that could potentially be losses for the Packers the rest of this year. It's this Vikings game, then they got to go on the road at Soldier Field. They get the Lions at home to close out the out the season. I think the Lions will be kind of dead at that point. So uh, thanks. They, if they win this one, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, sorry I'm just, about I'm that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but they basically have to win one of these two games, either on the road at Mini or on the road at Soldier Field. Um, I think that they'll come ready to play in this one. You're right. Kirk Cousins has not been very good in prime time. I think that the Vikings will play much better. The Packers, I don't think, quite have it figured out on defense. They show flashes, and they play good defense at times. They haven't been able to put four quarters of it really together. You feel like they play good defense, and you look up at the scoreboard at the end of the game, they've still given up like 27, 30 points. So I think they're about a year away. I think they have the personnel. They're starting to get that in place with Jair Alexander and some of these guys in the front seven. But uh, they're still about a year away on defense. But I think that the Packers, this just feels like a Rodgers game. You think they're dead. Everybody's crushing them this week for losing to Seattle on the road. And uh, I think that he'll come back. And plus, he's getting points. So, like you said, it's more than a field goal, too. You just make it a field goal game, and you got it. So, right. yeah, I'll go with Green Bay, too. Yeah, I had two and a half would be interesting, but three and a half, I just, I don't know. I don't see this being more than a three point game. Even if, if the Packers lose, I just don't see it being, you know, blowout by Minnesota. Yeah, it, by any it's going to be an old school NFC North slug back. All right, so we all got Green Bay, another sweep uh, from the panel. We now move on to Monday Night Football, our last game of the week. As Houston seven and three and on an absolute tear. I mean, an absolute tear. Uh, probably, I would say maybe the hottest team in the NFL. I don't know if that's going too crazy, but I mean, how can you say it with seven straight wins uh, hosting Tennessee? I mean, this should be a, a no-brainer. I'm taking Houston. Um, they just look so good. The Titans had the game against New England two weeks ago. I called it last week, though. I knew that Vegas would be bad with uh, with the spread against Indy. I knew Indy's offense was for real, and I just knew that Tennessee wasn't as good. They just show a couple of good flashes against New England. One of those fluke games, and uh, to me, again, I think Houston will cover this easily. Six and a half. It should be seven and a half or eight even. Uh, give me the Texans. All right. You want to hear my upset pick oh, of the week? Oh, my God. <laughs> no way. I don't know if they'll win. The, I don't know if they'll win the game. I think they'll cover six and a half. I think that this feels like a game that everybody's going to be riding high on the Texans. The Tennessee Titans are, like you said, kind of a weird team. Very week to week, played so good against the Pats, and they just get blown out by the Colts. They have to go down to NRG Stadium in Houston. I think they'll play much better. Remember, number one scoring defense before that Colts game, and Andrew Luck knocked them down a peg. And while I do like Deshaun Watson and I like the Texans, I think they're going to be a playoff team and uh, probably win that division. Uh, I I don't know. This feels like a good spot for the Titans to kind of sneak up. But, hey, how about the Deshaun Watson haters that were coming out of the woodwork after they went three? Where They're they're, they're awful quiet. Absolutely are. So you're taking Tennessee. Unbelievable. Okay, That's my upset pick. I I, I I just think this game's going to be pretty close. And so I feel like they can make it, you know, a one-score game. 
Okay, fair enough. So uh, Zach takes Tennessee, and me and Big Web take Houston, and then I'll do it for our Week 12 picks. Let's now get to our locks of the week. By the way, just got an update. <laughs> Excuse me, I know this is a podcast, but breaking news from uh, CBSSports.com. It says, Bears list, Mitch Trubisky is doubtful for Thanksgiving game. So if you're, lose, if you're listening to this, it most likely will be Chase Daniel starting against the Lions if that affects your betting uh, situation. So just letting you know, it should be Daniel over Trubisky in Detroit on Thanksgiving. So there you go. Zach. Uh, M-I-C. M-I-C, that's right. Go with your lock of the week. I will go ahead and quickly give mine. I'm Jacksonville minus three and a half. Again, I just, it, it's time. It's time for them to show their true colors and show that they're not a terrible football team. The only reason I like this game a lot is because it's three and a half. The disrespect they're getting against Buffalo of all teams, even though it's in Buffalo, Jacksonville should cover this easily. Let's hope. I'm four and six on locks. I understand if you want to go Buffalo heavy because, oh, TJ picked them. But I'm telling you, they should cover three and a half. That's my lock. <laughs> I love the uh, the the imitation of the haters. There. Oh God, yeah, got to do it. Got to do it. Got to keep them humble. Yeah. I you got me. I, I I you got me a little gassed up about this about this Jags pick. You actually made me a little bit interested to watch this game, which I was not stoked for at all. So good, so good job on that. Just because oh, of the you. emotion of this podcast, and I felt it too. These 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 guys, man. These Jags, dude, have just ticked me off. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be. Now I have a little bit more vested interest because I know you'll be watching, watching her pretty closely. Are you going with that in uh, your uh, families and friends? Uh, your, your four picks pool. I am. I'm taking them, Detroit. Uh, I forgot my other two actually, but uh, I'll, I guess I'll say those at the end if anybody wants extra picks. Again, I, I've been pretty good in the, in the pick four overall this, this year. But uh, here, let me get. So I got Detroit. I got Oak. I took Oakland at the moment. Uh, I probably oh, won't wow. get off that. But ten and a half. I just, I just. Ravens just, ah, I'd probably get off that though. Jacksonville, and it took Green Bay. All right, yeah, I don't, yeah, those are pretty good ones. I yeah. think you'll be in pretty good shape. Yeah. Probably I'm taking Oakland take now. The, uh, I'm sweating about Oakland right now, so probably take that. <laughs> I think I'm going to take the Steelers as my lock this week. It's a good and pick. I don't think there's a ton of lockable picks on the board. I think the Jags is a is a is a pretty safe one with the Bills, but. And what's nice about that one is it's one of the very few teams you can pick against one of the worst teams in the NFL and not have to give up a ton of points, mm-hmm. which uh, like some of these other games, like the, the the Raiders, like you said, they're giving up so many points that you're not going to pick against them. I don't think the Broncos are very good. Now, I think part of the reason the spread is what it is, and it's why this game worries me a little bit, is Big Ben clearly struggles <laughs> against talented defenses with Jacksonville and now he's going to face Broncos uh Broncos defense not exactly an easy test but uh I think that they'll be able to cover three and a half uh I don't love any of the other picks on the board I went with the Steelers last time and they helped me out covering that uh that uh, Carolina Panthers game so right. I'll, I'll roll with them again all right there you go so Zach going with the Pittsburgh Steelers minus three and a half listen to the man he's eight and three on locks as they will be uh, in a game that I think they should score a lot of points against Denver. But it's in mile high, so you never know. But Zach going with Pittsburgh, minus 3.5 points. Big Webb will be going with Indianapolis, minus 9.5 against Miami. Big Webb also 8-3 and three on locks. He likes Andrew Luck of the boys against Ryan Tannehill this week. And that'll do it for our locks. Final thing we have before we wrap this one up, our Big Webb's best four plays of the week. Again, he's 2-2 two and two last week. 25-19 and 19 overall against the spread this season. And this week, he likes Chicago, minus 4.5 against the uh, Detroit Lions. So he's going big time on that. 
Uh, Baltimore minus 10.5, as, uh, again, going against my Oakland pick. Indianapolis minus 9.5. And then he also has Houston on Monday night, which I do love that pick. I might change my Oakland pick to the Monday night. Uh, Houston minus 6.5 points against Tennessee. So there you go. That is uh, his best four plays of the week. That's week 12. And uh, just want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving out there, everybody. Please be safe, especially here if you're if you're drinking on Skanksgiving here on Wednesday. Be careful and uh, you know make sure you get a driver home. It's what they call it, Skanksgiving. Uh, Is that sure. right? Yeah, I've yeah. never heard that before. So I don't I don't That's know if, how, if we got you know the twenty mid twenty year olds listening to this show, but uh, enjoy your random hookups uh, and make sure you get home safe. Um, uh, Zach, final thoughts and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, first of all, and uh, final thoughts, final thoughts from you. Yeah, you too, man. I hope, hope the hope the turkey's flowing. It's always great. You get just you get to stuff your face and sit there and watch football. Best holiday ever, right? America, for, for America. That's up. what I say. America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love I love the Thanksgiving though. It is the biggest <laughs> bar night in America. I've always wondered how the. Uh, how all the random hookups work uh, at the bars because all the college people coming home, they're staying with their parents. So, like, how does that work? I That's don't right, know. yeah. But, uh, yeah, be safe. The drinking and driving is not worth it. Again, if you do have uh, any stories from Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving you want to tell us, you can uh, call us, 314-877-8597. We'll probably be talking about more of that on Brews, but could mention it here on the on the NFL show. You never know. <laughs> I was about to say, please drop, please <laughs> drop your drop your. Uh, Thanksgiving stories. That's right. We want to hear them. So thank you guys for Big Web, for Zach. I'm TJ Weber. Good luck in week 12. We'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving.